For decades, Saul, king of Israel, pursued David, trying to kill David. He did this because God had removed his Holy Spirit from Saul and had put an evil spirit from the Lord upon Saul. And God had made David king and given him his Holy Spirit, though David was not yet ruling over the nation of Israel. And he wouldn't actually rule over Israel until after Saul had died. Saul died in battle. David refused to kill Saul. He could have killed Saul two times, but he did not. Though Saul was trying to kill David. But David continued to ask God what he should do because David was a man after God's own heart. He wanted to do the will of God. So he asked God in each situation what he should do. At one point, David had saved the men of Kaliah because the Philistines came upon them. David asked God, shall I fight the Philistines? And God said, yes. And David fought the Philistines and won the battle and saved the men of Kaliah. Now Saul has come to Kaliah to kill David. Will the men of Kaliah save David? Will they support David? David didn't just assume that they would because he had helped them. He didn't just assume they would help him. He turned to God and asked what he should do. 1 Samuel 23 And it was told Saul that David was come to Kaliah. And Saul said, God hath delivered him into mine hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that hath gates and bars. And Saul called all the people to gather to war, to go down to Kaliah to besiege David and his men. And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abathar the priest, Bring me hither the ephod. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, Thy servant hath certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Kaliah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Kaliah deliver me up into Saul's hand? Will Saul come down as thy servant hath heard? O Lord God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said to David, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Kaliah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver thee up. Then David and his men, which were about six hundred, arose and departed out of Kaliah and went whithersoever they could go. And it was told Saul that David was escaped from Kaliah, and he did not try to go there. Saul changed his plan after hearing that David had left the trap 
that he was in in Kaliah. Sometimes it just seems impossible to us that someone in the church could hurt us. But I have been warned many times about people in the church, in our own church group. I have been warned by God who's shown me what they will do. There's a very strange situation that happened to me in 2018. This woman had been in our church group 39 years. I had gone to the hospital because I had fallen at my house in Texas and broke a hip and broke a hand. They operated on me, and after surgery... Of course, they gave me drugs for the pain, and I was lying in my hospital bed. I opened my eyes, and I saw this woman in our church group standing at the foot of my hospital bed. She was just looking at me. She didn't say a word, and then all of a sudden, she turned and walked through the wall, disappearing. Well, I thought I was having a drug hallucination. About 10 days after surgery, they sent me to a rehab hospital. Two weeks later, this woman, this same church woman, came into my hospital room and sat down beside my bed at the chair. And she said to me, I no longer care about anything or anyone. I don't read the Bible. I don't read the blog. I no longer care about anything. And I said, but what will happen to you if you go that way? She said to me, I don't want to talk to you about this. And she got up and went into the bathroom that was there, the private bath in my room, and closed the door. About that same time, a nurse came in to do something to me. And I called out to this churchwoman and said, don't leave until after the nurse finishes with me. I was going to try to reason with her that devils have talked to you, that you are listening to devils, and you are following them. But as the nurse was working with me, I saw the bathroom door open slightly, and she really sort of slithered out the door and went out the main door to my room and disappeared. And then I realized what I had been shown that day after surgery was a vision from God showing me what this woman would do. Later, she contacted me and she said, I'm sorry, I had no charity whatsoever concerning you. And I said, oh, That's all right. I said, God had already shown me that you would disappear. And she was shocked. Sometimes God shows us ahead of time what they are going to do. And that's what, of course, had happened to David here, is he showed David these men of Kaliah wouldn't stand by him. They would turn him over to Saul. So David fled. Ask God. Inquire of God. Don't just assume it will be all right. Ask God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, James 1, 5, who giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. 
We have the wisdom of God available to us at all times. Also in Philippians 4, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. There were so many times in the hospital, especially in the rehab hospital, I was there two and a half months, and there were so many times that I would awaken in the morning thinking, I just don't see how I can get through this day. And I would turn to God and just say, please help me get through this day. Later in the day, I would remember that I had prayed that, and the time just flew by, and I was helped by God to endure. My cousin one time said to me, I do real well in the daytime, but at night I get so lonely. Her husband had been dead about 10 years when she said this to me. And I said to her, oh, oh, that's no problem. All you do is just ask God to help you through the night that you would not get lonely. And he will. She had been Church of Christ member her entire life, and she was 97 when she told this to me. About two weeks later, she said to me, I do so well during the day, but at night I get so lonely. I knew at that time she had not turned to God and asked him for help. I don't know why she didn't, but she didn't, because God would have helped her with this problem. So Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Then there's a promise of God. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the Word. 1 Samuel chapter 23, verses 13 and 14. Then David and his men, which were about 600, arose and departed out of Kaliah and went whithersoever they could go. And it was told Saul that David was escaped from Kaliah, and Saul forbear to go forth. And David abode in the wilderness in strongholds and remained in a mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God delivered him not into Saul's hand. And David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David and strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find thee, and thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee, and that also Saul, my father, knoweth. And they too made a covenant before the Lord. And David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. Verse 19. Then came up the Ziphites to Saul, 
saying, Doth not David hide himself with us in strongholds in the wood, which is on the south side of Jeshimon? Now therefore, O king, come down according to all the desire of thy soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver David into the king's hand. And Saul said, Blessed be ye of the Lord, for ye have compassion on me. Go, I pray you, prepare yet, and know, and see his place, where his haunt is, and who hath seen him there. For it is told me that he dealeth very subtly. See therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where David hides himself. And come ye again to me with certainty, and I will go with you, and it shall come to pass, if he be in the land, that I will search him out throughout all the lands of Judah. And they arose and went as if before Saul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the plain south of Jeshimon. So David had moved by that time. Saul also and his men went to seek him, and they told David wherefore he came down into a rock and abode in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. And Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul, for Saul and his men compassed David and his men round about to take them. God's going to work it out, though, to remove Saul and get him away from David. Verse 27. But there came a messenger unto Saul, saying, Haste thee and come, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Wherefore Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. And David went up from thence and dwelt in strongholds and in Gedi. So over and over Saul tries to kill David and pursues David to kill him. But God delivers David from Saul. And the same is true with us. We who belong to God, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And when they try to do something to hurt us, God even turns it to good. Several decades ago, a man became angry with me and he turned me into IRS, Internal Revenue Service, hoping they would investigate me and it would do me harm. But I was doing no wrong with IRS. I was reporting all of my income for taxes. They investigated me, and the IRS man came to give me the report after the investigation. And I said, well, did you find anything wrong that I was doing? He said, no, I didn't find anything wrong. But one thing I noticed is the ministry is not paying Social Security taxes for you. 
I said, well, when we set up the ministry, I signed a vow of poverty because we couldn't afford to pay Social Security taxes for me. The IRS man said, well, that vow of poverty was never turned into IRS, so if you would like to buy back into the Social Security program, you could do that. And I wrote out a check immediately. I said, well, yes, I would like to buy back into it. For now, we had plenty of money for me to pay the taxes on Social Security, which meant I would receive an income from the U.S. government at a certain point in time. At that time, it was when you're 62 years old, you could get an income. Plus, I would have Medicare, which was the hospitalization plan. It turned out that as soon as they started paying me the $500 a month, I quit taking a salary from the ministry because that $500 a month was enough to pay for my personal needs. The ministry had a house I lived in, so I didn't have to buy housing, and 500 was plenty to pay for food and clothing for me. And I haven't taken a salary since that time, and that was back in the mid-90s. The second thing that happened is in the year 2010, I fell and broke a hip and had to go to the hospital and spent one month in rehab. Because I bought back into the Social Security program, everything was paid for because I had hospital supplemental insurance, too. And Medicare paid 80% of the hospital bill, and my supplemental insurance paid the rest. It would have been, I think, impossible for me to have paid for the hospital bills if I had not had Social Security. And I had Social Security because the man got mad at me and turned me into IRS, hoping to do me harm. But it really actually worked for my good just as it did in the case of Joseph. The brothers hoped to do harm to Joseph, but Joseph ended up second in charge in Egypt during the famine and did good to his brothers, saving them alive. So someone can try to harm you, but God can turn it for good. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.